we went to first. bed. It was like after three. I was, was like, after oh, three. I don't know how to go to bed after three. And I woke up at 10 today. I don't know how to wake up at 10. I'm so discombobulated. All right, y'all. What's up, everybody? This is the Classic Quest podcast show where we break down albums such as Ultra Magnetic MCs, Critical Beatdown. Oh, yeah, I spelt it right on the stream. Go me. Anyway, we be, we be talking about every song on this project, track by track. My name's Holden Stefan Roy. My name's Chris Crowe. And I am your lady, Bam Bonnie. And yeah, uh, today we'll be talking about the Ultra Magnetic MC's Critical Beatdown Project. Um, we like to start off this, this like these album reviews, explaining our familiarity with the project, so that you fine person who's a big fan of Ultra Magnetic MC's know why we coming through and talking about this. So on that note, why don't your lady friend Bonnie you break down your familiarity with the artist and why we chose to talk about it? <clears throat> um. Well, I chose this album uh, this week, uh, mostly just because I just looked up like cool hip hop albums and this one was on it. And I was like, I've never heard of this. And why haven't we done this one yet? So that's why I chose it. And um, yeah, no, I don't think I really know um, them. I mean, I think like, I I mean, I've heard of Cool Keith. I know who he is and all that, but um, that's about it. He's one of the members, and they're from the Bronx, and uh, yeah. And you, Christopher? I ain't no shit from shit. You said, this is the project, and I went, I, Mm. this is the project. I read the name, and I went, oh, this is an old school, old school project. Okay. And then I didn't know anything um, (laughs) until I did the first, like, run through. And then the only name that stuck out to me was Cool Keith, just by name, not by like actual yeah. knowing and like his music and stuff. But I know the name, and uh, yeah, that's it. Facts. That's it. Um, I was like, Bonnie, you have to talk about Benny the Butcher, and she was all like, Oh, say word, you have to talk about Ultra Magnetic MCs, and I'm like, We all have to play yeah. fair in life. Um, I say that because like going into I actually this... wasn't on the Benny the Butcher one. Okay, so... but like other people you did conway so it was the same Mm -hmm. similar thing i say that because like i have a lot of trouble with the 80s albums as a reviewer like i um have a lot of trouble finding cool stuff to say about every single song so i was like oh boy are we going in for a ride going back to the 80s like we've done some 80s stuff i'll listen to it the overall sound is not my favorite coming into it but like with that i like to put on my history lesson lens then because ultimately Everybody we listen to today kind of stems from people like the ultra magnetic MCs in that era where like when you just consider how music was made in 88 and like the whole culture, the place it was at, the like it, it was the weird outcast thing, right? Like it isn't the cool mm-hmm. in hip thing and it's the way they're innovating and creating this brand new shit. Like it's so cool from that point of view. I'm super excited to talk about it. But from like a fan perspective, oh boy, is the 80s a big, like it's a challenge for me to honestly like get as excited as the people who grew up on this did. The people who think this is like the, because I have like friends who are like, bro, this is it. This is the pinnacle of all great hip hop and shit. And I'm like, I kind of get where you're coming from, but I humbly, I'm not sure I fully agree with that idea. <laughs> and I'm I'm not trying to like be inflammatory on the review. It's just coming into it. These are all the things that went through my head just by looking at the year of that release. Like it isn't just such a 
a, a black and white thing, you know? Um, but I don't know. I saw them and I was like, this, this looks like a bunch of cool guys. Yep. Let's do it. I hear you. Nice pals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm actually kind of like excited to do it. It's just like the 80s in general has not been my favorite era of music in any capacity, like of any genre of music, regardless of whether or not it is in fact hip hop. <laughs> I digress. Bonnie's like, shut up. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 You don't like it. Cool. Fair enough. That's not that I don't. Anyway, I'm not going to go on. Okay, I'll talk. we're good. Yeah, let's move it along. So this came out on October 4th, 1988. Uh, this is a critical beatdown. Um, so on the cover, we have uh, just like, you know, the four guys in like 80s style outfits, like hip hop track suits and sweaters and stuff. And they're looking like tough and flashy because they had got a little bit of bling on and they're like in front of like a building with like barred up windows. So, you know, it's, you know, could be taken in front of like their apartment building or something, but obviously like what they're showing is that like, they're like these like cool outdoor guys, but they're living in like a dangerous area, which was in like the eighties. So, um, and I like the title because, you know, critical beat down because they're going to like, beat you up and you know it's clear that you deserve it so yeah i like the title it's fitting with the cover and that's it um the, the title <laughs> <laughs> dude i i'm so this is gonna be a hard review um i like i like the title i like the album cover i like everything it really just kind of sets me back to that era with just the way they look the whole like kind of group photo Honestly, I would take a photo like this with like the homies and shit. And that's kind of how just I felt. It was like, we're just cool. We're here. We're not really trying to be like super flashy, like what we would see today with like the cars and the chains and all this shit, but also still kind of like we got swag, we got style, we got flair and we're just going to tear it up. And we're, you know, as you guys said, critically beat you down with the, with the bars and all the shit. Um, but it also did kind of like let me know what type of vibe we're going to get and what era we're in. And I'm like, I don't know how ready I am for this. Also, ultra magnetic MCs. What? What? Like, that's not <laughs> that's not a 2022 name. That's not. Nah, like, hold on, Chris. Chris, <laughs> it's like they so charismatic, right? They magnetic. Yeah, right. They're gonna draw you Look, in like a magnet. I, I get that. Like I, but I was just, also like, Chris. Moment, I was like, they leveling a critical beat down on you. The rhymes that you are gonna hear on this album are going to be so pristine that you shall be left beaten the fuck down through their magnetism. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I'm just like, that's just not a name that I would ever see in anything nowadays. It's because they did it, bro. They did it. Like, Holy shit. Holy shit. That's the but 80s yeah, no, tip. It's, it's hype. I think it does suit the project well. And you know, I feel pretty. like Vince would be a part of Ultra Magnetic MCs or something. Like, I feel mm. like, you know, mm. like, it's very, he, he would be like, right, he would be right there and be like, you know, like looking cool and stuff. So just saying it could still Dripping be today. Polo. Yeah. I mean, they look fly. They have cool fashion. I feel like they adjusted all of the angling, so they all kind of look like they're about the same height, although they are probably not all about the same height. Um, that was the thing that popped off the most to me. I like the slant. That's true. Um, 
I love the use of colors on graphical fonts in that era. Like, it's really an impressive cover considering when it was made. Like, we use Photoshop now, but that's a pretty cool. Like, and all things considered. It's a picture. But, like, it doesn't age bad. Like, some of these old-ass covers age bad, but that's actually kind of, like, a pretty clean cover. Like, it's pretty nice yeah. looking. And then you get just to see the squad. The title's aight. It's very reminiscent of the era. I would make fun of somebody for calling their shit that now if they were in my posse kind of thing. But, like, in the time and the era, it's actually, like, a really astute and good thing for what's going on. Um, But, yeah, looking at it from a 2022 lens, it's, like, you got to remember this is 1988 and not be, like, critical in that regard. And that's something I had to do, like, a lot. I'm not even going to lie. On that note, let's get into it with... All right, Bonnie, start us off. Let's get it. Well, right away, I mean, I definitely agree with Gremlin. Like, the scratching, so good. Like, so great. Um, I definitely love the James Brown sample. Like, super fun. Like, And that's, like, super 80s, too. Like, there, I feel like there was a lot of James Brown sampling. Um, like, you know, really good lyrics. I really like the rhyme scheme. Like, they're kind of funny. Like, you know, when he's like... You like where's your kangol? You've got like a triangle, like pointed head. Like it's just funny, um, you know. And they're just showing off their skills. You know, Cool Keith kind of sounds like he's in a different recording booth than the others. Like his, like when his verse came on, it sounded different. So I do feel like the production levels weren't quite what they could have been, but um, like I did kind of catch that, and um, yeah. But it's still still good. Um, like I could definitely like see like people like break dancing to this. So it's very like that vibe, good energy, good like they're here to like have fun and spit and like show off and whatever. It's just like very fun, very 80s, it's good. And the only thing that I felt like was a little bit like like too much was that I did feel it was a little bit long because it is like almost five minutes a song, but other than that, it was great. I gave it a 4.75 on 5. Nice. Um, I like the call to action. Nice face, I like Holden. that, like, <laughs> command of, um, like, just saying, like, watch me now. Look at look at what we're about to do. Look at what we're going to show you. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, I feel captivates the audience, captivates the crowd, being that, like, authoritative, you know, listen to what we got to say. <clears throat> I like just the intro of Cool Keith's first verse. Well, I'm the ultimate, the rhyme imperial. I'm better, but some don't believe me, though. That was cool how he kind of swung that out. And that's, like, pretty much a lot of, like, the flow throughout this track. I like the boppiness in it. Um, I kind of forgot that, like, back in the 80s, there's a lot of bop in the lyrics more than a lot of the new music I listen to now. Like, there is vibes with the new music, but I'm more bopping to the actual lyrics and the punches in this type. So, like, that was cool to me um i thought it was dope it really kind of showcases what they're about clearly they are really great rappers and how they flow on and off beat i did like how uh one of them addressed the fact that they flow off beat and still kind of control it i like when artists do that and they can acknowledge when they're kind of being weird with the flows and it's like just cool to me um but like this is just not like my preference and that's going to be probably my motto the entire review so i left this with a four on five Mm. this is stellar production like super stellar actually 
So in a lot of ways, when I think people big up this era, I don't know if they're talking about the rapping as much as they might be talking about the overall sound and production. And when they are talking about the rapping, it may be what you're describing where there's a lot more of like within your singular key of music, emphasizing and maxing that out. Like if you were a guitarist that had one scale to play with almost and you learned that shit so good, you were doing every trick you could pull off on that. So in that regard, yeah, you're hearing their voices are all over with the tonality flipping and the energy. But I was just caught off by like this whole track is y'all don't think I can rap good? Well, fuck you. I do rap good and you don't rap good. Yeah. And that's the whole song. So for me, it's like, there's not a lot for me to sink into in these bars. Like as much as the 80s is dope, this was like the seminal shit. It just got better from here to me. However, I'm trying to picture like what it would be like to be there in 88 when this drops, right? And arguably there isn't like a bunch of shit that sounds like this. And when you're listening to the way that they're rapping and how frequently they are changing their flows, like this isn't like... Like it isn't trying to be like more song driven with like proper structure, so to speak. It's more like, bro, you don't think I can rap? Well, let me show you what the fuck rap can be. But without the oversaturation, this had to have been the illest shit in the world to listen to back then. Like if you're really into that, like shit, you know, like it's really well done. And I'm certain that none of these rhymes sounded like I'd heard them a gajillion times before when they dropped, right? I have heard all this shit a gajillion times before now. So it's super hard for me to get into the bars per se. But I really love the way this sounds. And I love the idea of like throwing this on at a party, actually. Even now, as much as I wouldn't necessarily want to bump this in my headphones, it's like even at the show we were at last night, if this had come on in between songs it would have been kind of cool it would have been like a good vibe to get people dancing and shit and from a dance driven song with like basically straight rapping on it that's really impressive i don't know that i enjoyed it that much all things considered i find cool keith sounds like a a less gangster easy e which is an interesting thing and i i really enjoyed said g's voice to contrast him i thought the two of them bounced off it really well um but like yeah it's like a 4.35 i really think it's well made and i'm being as objective as i can but it's really like chris said not my cup of tea however in that one context to be another to party though like this would be lit because i don't really care what they're rapping about so in that case it's good music because i'm going to be able to yeah, just vibe and dance move, makes people dance puts them in a good mood <clears throat> And they do sound like instruments on top of it. So on that note, I have to give them props. Like, I don't care what they're rapping about, but I fucking like the way they sound rapping it on top of the beat. Like, it really does Mm -hmm. sound like they're almost part of the beat. And on that, I give it a lot of credit. It's really cool to listen to. Um, Anyway, let's move into Ease Back. Hey, Bonnie, take it away, yo. Ease Back um so yeah i mean i also kind of hold on so i feel like i'm just getting all into it um so i think ease back is like you know like kind of like you know like chill the fuck out like we're gonna like bring it but also i feel like it's kind of like a play like he's back like maybe like they're back you know like you know this is like not their first album so um like i think that it's kind of just like they're ready to go they're do this do this again 
Um, and like the beat, there's something in the beat that reminded me of something like, and I couldn't like pinpoint what it was, but I felt like I'd, I had heard the sample before. Um, for me, this one, I felt like Cool Keith kind of sounded like raw bass or the other way around. I don't know. Um, but like, I just kind of took that kind of away. Um, I like said G's verse. I thought it was like very funny in like a quirky way, like the way that he like just comes in, like hello, like like I love him. He's just so like quirky and weird, and it's just like good energy, like great beat. Um, it's another for me. Um, you know, like how Chris was like, I'm not gonna like all this. It's gonna be the theme of the album. Uh, so for me, the theme of the album is. It's another fun one. I think they're all very fun. And I guess you also have to think about like life in like the 80s in like South Bronx and like how it probably wasn't very fun um, a lot of the time. So I think this is like a nice escape mm. like from like all of that. So I think Interesting. it's like just, like just good, fun, happy kind of, you know, friendly battling. I think it's just fun. So I give this one a 4.35 on five. Nice, nice. Um, like you said, I kind of took it the same way. I thought it was like, you know, telling people to ease back. Um, probably some of like the whack rappers, the biters that are trying to like copy their flow. Like you can't really step with us. You can't really actually match us. So ease on back, relax. Uh, the play on the word with he's back. I thought that was also kind of what they were doing too. Just mm -hmm. and like how they are like, what up? It's me again. Like, oh, he's back. He's here to like he's do the thing, right? Um, yeah. so I thought that was really cool. I felt like this, like their flow here was a little bit tighter than the one than the one previous. Like it just it felt more like like just tighter. Like, I don't know, didn't seem so spacey, didn't seem like they were just kind of like the other one felt like they were having more fun with it and just really showcasing what they can do. This one mm. felt more like we're still going to showcase and have fun, but we got something to say about like this. Right. Um, so I thought that was also pretty dope. The production on this is cool. The, the fucking beat change was just really dope. High energy got me moving and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Like just, it is it's just dope. Like that's, that's really it. I left that with another four. Mm. I like whatever they sample is the main sample in the first part of the song a lot. I don't remember what song yeah. it is, but that shit's ill. And whenever I hear it, it makes me happy. Um, I, I vibe with this one more uh, than the last one. It still feels like it could be at a party, but it has like a completely different tone to it. And I think you're right. Like it is fun music and I'm not as drawn to fun music, which is why I don't get as excited. But when you like, look i find music's often like uh, a reflection of the times right so when people be struggling music gets more party oriented and when people be thriving uh like in the 90s people get more miserable and i know that the hood might not have been thriving in the 90s but arguably the bill clinton era was pretty economically prosperous prior to the 2001 uh bubble burst of the dot-com shit um mm. so like you can just kind of see this like back and forth as the eras shift up and whatnot um but like I also think the rhyming is cool here. Again, I'm not really going to talk about the buyers, except that I like what Gremlin in the chat said, and a bunch of rappers I would fuck with later on ended up definitely studying the fuck out of this tape, and they bit a lot of these bars, <laughs> which is funny because they said biters around and shit. Um, again, it's not even their fault. It's just that like half the people I know who rap are still trying to rap like this. And it's basically kind of not that cool because it's oversaturated how many people are trying to be like these guys today, which is weird to me. But 
at the same time when I do listen to the way they enunciate every rhyme and they do that something I've been trying to really focus on when I rap lately is how to add the melody to my rhymes as in they're doing note changes and little arpeggio moves when they're doing like two or three like syllables and shit and it's like you can really hear the mastery of their voices and the instrument that they use it with like it really impresses me and the pauses and the way that they're coming back and forth and again i try to picture myself back in the 80s when there's not that much of this out yet you know like it's still like this fresh fucking sound so later on this is clearly something like how organized confusion went on to like fucking influence so many people this has like that kind of feel to me like oh say word a lot of people i like listen to this and i really admire that about it I don't know if this would be the song I would throw on. I'd probably go to the people that got inspired by it. But, like, again, the history lesson in this, the, like, wowness of what they brought to the table when they brought it to the table, the crisp sound that, like, honestly sounds great in headphones today. Like, you can hear the level of effort that went into every fucking line of this production to make sure it came off, like, perfect in a way where I don't think most of us put that level of attention into recording today and on that front it just it's like you can feel like the farther back in time it's like the more perfect you had to be and i think that's what technology may have done because people aren't this perfect on the recording it's usually less perfect and enhanced by an engineer so it's stuff like that that's really interesting to me while still sounding kind of super 80s uh but i like this one more uh 4.5 it's really impressive uh that's all i gotta say about this one i don't know if there are music videos to any of them i forgot to check so if there are let let me know and in the meantime let's move on to ego tripping i gotta say like even that whisper things i don't know how many people are that i'm sure it's not a new trope but in like (laughs) hip-hop a lot of people did that kind of shit later on this is super like it feels seminal seminal feels like a good word for what this feels like not saying they're the first but they clearly involved in that lane of turning hip hop into what the nineties would become. And arguably it should be reviewed on a show called the classic quest. <laughs> How do you feel about this one, Bonnie? Um, this one just sounds like, I think they, you know, based off of like the, the beginning of the song, it sounds like it was designed to be performed live, but just like an interesting thing. It's like that they make like, songs that you know for the album but like to be performed live or at least it's give us off like that like you know, energy I on, on like a, a quick tangent i read this music history book and that's mm-hmm. pretty much how music used to be right like almost all music was like designed for the uh acoustically for whatever environment it would be performed live in so hip-hop was like low clubs in like this certain sounds so a lot of it was designed to sound good in those environments which is why a lot of this shit doesn't sound so good stadium as an example or so that's actually like a astute observation yeah and like i can like see it you know like i think there's something about like the way that like they introduce it that you can like visually like see it like when you're listening to it that, that they're on stage and that you're in the audience and like i don't know it's like a fun like vibe that they like put you in um and like it like I don't know. Something about like the first verse gives me like Beastie Boy vibes. I think it's like how they're like singing or like the way that they're rapping or whatever. Like it's just like that kind. Of, that's what I got. Um, like I like this one. I really you know I found like the the whispers like of the ultra magnetic. You know like I thought that was fun and nice. Um, I like that there's more like you know James Brown samples. You know I feel like 
there's a lot of them in this album so i think that's cool um and it's just like them like hyping themselves up and you know showing off with like dope rhymes again like they're just like here to, to just like you know show themselves off and be like a showcase so i thought it was another fun one so i gave it 4.25 on five um yeah i mean you hit it right on um the live show aspect is something that did stand out and i don't want to sound like i'm repeating things but it's cool to hear that like so you know how i like listen to music and then i'm like oh it's this whole thing and then i was like walking through the forest and i see this shit and blah 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 it's like i can't see anything else besides the live show on this on these songs and it's actually Mm. really cool to bring me into that era and it's for what i I guess what i'm trying to say is is like you i can kind of tell now when it's like this is produced in a booth this is strictly for like production music put it out there the single and i'm not going to perform this and then you can be like every song on this project can be performed in live and it sounds exactly the same way that it would be uh, in the song. And I thought that that was super cool. Cause like when we talk about bringing you to a different atmosphere and bringing you into that environment, it took me a minute to kind of click into it. And then I was like, Oh shit. Like I never really left the party last night. Essentially. Like I'm still out there. I'm still in the streets. I'm still fucking having a great time. So yeah, that's really kind of what I got from this. I mean, the bars are solid. The flows are solid. I do like the chorus, the ultra magnetic magnetic mcs like that's just that was funky that was cool that little voice pitch was really dope that like got into my head um this is actually my first 4.1 on five. Ooh, we got a point <laughs> one <Seven> up <laughs> um this is all about the vibe that's why i kept saying party every time like literally party people's are the place to be like is the first like that's the thing you say when you're like trying to sound old school Except this was like the new, you know, back when it came out. Um, yeah. And it, I think a lot of music is really designed for environments, right? Like most of my music consumption used to be headphones on the bus in transit. So a lot of the stuff I consume fit that environment. Then I started cycling and a lot of my music became what I call cycle music. From cycle music, you realize that is not the same energy as that. Then there's shower music. Then there's dishes music. Then there, you know, there's all these vibes for music. Um, the more I started going out and the more I got into dancing, the more I realized how cool party music is, but like, it's not headphone music and stuff. So anyway, I'll have to say every song is probably designed with like either a live performance in mind or something to smoke a bat while you're fucking vibing to in your car or this or that. Right. And this whole project feels like it's in like those giant speaker parties where they were going to go live Mm. and perform and they're right immersed in the middle of hip hop culture in all that era of it. Right. Like we went to the hip hop museum in the Bronx in November and like saw a bit of a snapshot of the vibe of the era right before this dropped. So it's like all these parties and clubs and people cruising around and everybody's kind of coming through and KRS one and them are doing their things. So it's like, you just got to picture the whole overall era of, IRL concert driven performances. So everybody's going to have that nostalgia and boogie-ness attached to their memories of consuming this. And I feel like if you've seen a song live, it hits different when you listen to it after. So with all that mm-hmm. to be said, it makes sense that they design music like this because there is going to be that live performance that people are going to see it at, or they're going to be at the club and the DJ is going to play it and etc. etc. Um, As far as the bars go, again, 
I'm not even going to mention them. They did that. They do for 1980s. It's cool. I could see how a bunch of rappers bit this shit. Um, and I think we've all moved past the era of biting this shit. I think um, maybe not. It's again, their voices is like instruments. That hook is so cool. Ultra magnetic, magnetic. Like it's just cool. It sounds like they did drugs and made a hook. Yeah. I really like it. Um, overall, it's a it's a great vibe. It's a cool song. The beat's fun. It's like a 4.1. I'm with Chris, except that this one I liked less than the other ones. <laughs> um, it's cool. Uh, let's move on to Mo Loves Theme. All right, y'all. How do you feel about Mo Loves Theme? I like it. Um, right away, I feel like this one is mixed louder than the last ones. Like that was like when I'm listening on headphones and like you just kind of like get like this like regular sound and then you get like an increase in sound like all of a sudden so i don't i do feel like there's like like i don't know if that's a weakness in like the overall production or if they did that on purpose or if it was just like recorded in like a different place and time um but it does feel louder than the other ones um i mean i love the scratching and the beat and it's fun it's good energy it just makes me want to move so like great job like you know mo love is the dj um of this group so this is you know like that explains like why this one is like so like heavily about the beat and the and it's very scratch driven um you know because it really is like his like you know time to shine and you know it's really cool i always appreciate when they do that kind of stuff um for me like the lyrics on this one were less important because like it was just about listening to like the beat and the scratching and like the mixing and like all of that um and i think it's really cool i always really think it's fun when um they do that kind of stuff and like the dj gets to like hype up the the crowd and like you know it's fun and it's also super 80s so i like it i give this one another 4.75 oh this is gonna be interesting so i listened (laughs) to this a couple of times oh man and the only thing that stood out to me, and it's probably because it's one of like my favorite songs ever, but is um, the song Mastermind from Deltron 3030. And the reason why is because that song is a creative song based on giving respect to Ultimator, who is the DJ. Mm-hmm. And then the way that this was presented as well, I was like, yo, that's super cool. Like the way that you did it. So like his verse, if I'm not mistaken, it's cool, Keith. Right. Yeah. His verse is like really just hyping up the DJ and giving him love in the way that they do it and then letting him do his scratch shit and then continuously just pushing the love for the DJ, which I thought was really, really dope. Why did I make that connection? Because I did. Um, (laughs) But like more than that, it's it's just is dope. I just like how they're really supportive of each other and they do this like they they're really just push like, yo, we're not just the rappers. We have other people who support us and who make this happen for you guys. Let's give love to the DJ. Let's make sure you know who's part of the crew. It, it's just super hype. Um, that's pretty much it. I gave this a four point two. Ooh, a little bit more, a little bit more. The DJ scratches are really fucking fire. Like they're mm-hmm. they're really fucking fire. Mm-hmm. So like I, I had to. DJ scratches are really fire. They are. The verses, as you said, is the big love to the DJ thing. And as like a, an appreciation point, I respect and admire that. I have never in my life enjoyed listening to rappers just give love to a DJ. It's a, it's the equivalent of rappers rapping about rapping to me. 
it's really like I and I, culturally speaking, I totally understand it. And like it makes sense in the live. And like, yo, this whole song as a live performance makes all the sense. Cause this feels like when jazz musicians start like, you know, giving love to the various people in the band as they're like doing their little solos and shit. So like I really appreciate that. I couldn't care less, but like I really appreciate it. Uh the scratching sounds super dope. Honestly, it's like the bars came and went. This is like one of the most forgettable songs for me. Like I like scratching, but it's really not like I'm as enthralled by it as most other people are. Like I I've never even thought to put scratching on one of my songs. Like it's not that it's bad, it's just it's all right. You know, like it, it never drew me in like that. So I appreciate it. And the song is, is good. It's well made. But that's all about all I feel about it. It's a four on five for me. It's totally fine. Um, let's move on before I piss people off and get redundant. Cool Keith housing <laughs> things. Cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first. Um, okay. It's okay. Uh, it's not really one of my favorite tracks. Uh, it holds up. I mean, Cool Keith does what Cool Keith does. Um, the beat's okay. Like, it had a certain vibe to it, but I wasn't really, like, engrossed in this, really. Um, I did like a line where Cool Keith is like, I teach kids and ducks that burn with a flamethrower, and how do you show a grass wrapper? Cut them with a lawnmower. I thought that was cool. That's kind of really the only line that really stood out to me that I thought was cool. Um, but this took a dip. This this got a three point five on five. What? Um, like so, yeah. What is it about this out. song is different than the other songs that it's would make getting, you drastically just, change your grade? Like to me, they're just, all like arguably super fucking the same. I just I, honestly sometimes if the song, if I'm looking at my phone more than I am like paying attention to the lyrics or like really trying to listen to the track, it's not like that in, in, enthralling to me. So. Like I'm not that interested, so I'm like, nah, this, this, I wouldn't put this on. I wouldn't go to this. Like, I wouldn't skip it if it came on, cause it's like, clearly I'm not the one controlling the aux cord or the radio, cause like, I wouldn't have this on my playlist, so I wouldn't skip it, cause I'm not a, you know. But yeah, no, three point five on five. And you, lady friend, Bonnie. Well, it seems like. Cool Keith is not the only one housing things around here. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, this sounds, this is like the first time that I was like, uh, Cool Keith really sounds like Easy E. Um, and I do find it's interesting, like. Because he talks he, about know, I, biting people the whole album, but you know that. No, the, anyway. No, but like what I was saying is like that he always sounds like somebody else, which is like kind of cool. Like I mentioned that he sounds like the Beastie Boys, okay. that he sounds like Rob Bass, that he sounds like Easy e Like he always sounds like somebody else, like obviously like, you know, from that and, era. And for the like, people for that comment I just made, I just, again, I heard it. And when people say, don't bite me, but you can easily trace their flow to other people. I always found that to be a weird thing. I digress. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, so this is just like him like showing off, showing what he does, like what his life is like, um, you know, and like, you know, like, like, you know, Chris sort of mentioned, you know, he does mention that he teaches kids, which is like interesting. And, you know, but he also mentions that he hopes that they learn, which is nice that he's trying to like, you know, inspire the the youth. Um, 
The bee is fun, energetic, great scratching again. Um, and at the end of the song, he like sends love to like his like friends and his peers. Um, and it's just another fun, fun, nice song. So I gave this one another uh, 4.4 on five. That's fair. I mean, also to throw it out there, it is possible that back in these days, these guys didn't hear all each other's music just because there's no internet and stuff. It's just... It's like that's why I have to remember this With is nice. It's 1988. It's not the way we understand things now. And in that regard, it's fire. Like I, I really enjoy the sound of this one in regards to the the beat, the flow, the way he's rapping. There's these lines that would just like pop up, like when he's doing all his food raps in the middle. I was like, that's actually kind of fun. That was the first time I'm like, I actually really like these bars. Like a grass rapper cut him with a lawnmower. Like what? And that's right after a flamethrower bar. Like I'm like, this is so out there that it actually is interesting because, like, arguably, I've never heard somebody be like, I'm going to fuck up a rapper and turn him into wheat. I'm like, that's fucking hard. And then turn the rest into molding meat. I'm like, that's kind of hard when you think about it. And cook them <laughs> till they all well done. I'm like, that was the first bar is really that popped up at me, the whole project. So I really wanted to give them love because I actually I enjoyed it a lot. The flow is cool. Cool Keith has got a very big mastery of flow, of delivery, of using his voice in a way. Mo Love does this thing. This feels like a staple of the time kind of vibe song. I have a lot more to comment on it. Sounds good at a party. I love the shoutouts at the end, the people that he's giving love to. And I really feel like mm -hmm. Cool Keith just integrates into this overall community pretty well. And again, seminally important shit. A lot of people listen to this and bit this shit. I respect why. Uh, it's like a 4.25. It's a good song. Um, let's move on to Traveling at the Speed of Thought Remix. Before I notice Chris' face, I notice his fanny pack. That's amazing. Yes! All right, Chris, what, yes! do, you, what do you think of this song, <laughs> Fanny Pack, Chris? Uh, hold on. Uh, fuck. Um, I like this one. I like this. Um, I can't remember why I like this. They oh yeah they clearly sample something and it's it, wild what thing you said is a wild thing I couldn't remember the name at the time but that actually got me in the vibe and I was like oh I know this so that was really cool I like how they kind of like blended certain genres yeah that's ill so mm -hmm. that was really dope uh this had like more energy than the last one to me a little bit um I like the fact that it was kind of quick I was like hmm I I had this like weird impression that like back in the day all the songs were supposed to be like really fucking long right. And then you get like this one minute, 52 second track. And I was like, oh, so this has like been a thing. It's not like it's new that artists nowadays are dropping short tracks. Like, okay, that's dope. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. It had more like a cypher vibe to me, the way they kind of just but like float in with it and just kind of go with it. Uh, I felt like they were just in the studio and being like, yo, cut on a beat. We're in a vibe and let's just go and have fun. And just like how they kind of just like stream of consciousness type shit that was cool um i left it with a four on five cool um yeah i mean this one definitely has more of like a rock inspired beat like it's like right away like a very a different kind of a sound uh from the rest um but it is just more of like the same like kind of topically and like uh i don't know what they're doing is just kind of more of the same as what they've done, but like just with like a rock song kind of. Um, and we've got some, we've got a bunch of cowbell on this one. So that's always fun. <laughs> you hear the ding, ding. Like, I'm like, I you just think of Will Ferrell when you like hear it. 
Um, it just has a really good beat. It's got, you know, it's just good energy. It's fun. It's uplifting. Like Chris said, it's quite short. It's like uh, a minute 51. So it's like, you know, traveling at the speed of thought. It's just quick, 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 quick. And I liked it. I gave it a 4.35 on five. Yeah, I really love the way the the this beat just kind of changed the whole vibe. And it makes me appreciate the pre-1994 court case that fucked up sampling era mm. back when like they could just uh, use whatever they wanted like you can't you can never make this beat like that again and put it out like this and, and go through it. like you just can't do it no more so it changed a lot Bummer. but that era of just grabbing what you wanted creates such a open world of potential for genres that are not the trendy fit in the box of what the algorithm wants stuff because this is so out there like you just you're just so caught off guard when this song starts playing. Like, what? And it's ill. It's such a good beat. And the way they rap on it is so fun. Arguably, we're back on that. I don't really care what they were saying. They just sounded cool rapping on it in this blended out. <clears throat> I would play this one. This one, I just like it a lot. I think it's enjoyable. I think it's fun. And maybe it's just because I really like the way they flip that, the, the wild thing into this like really cool like experience. It's just nice it just feels like a cool vibe for me so i'm giving it a 4.5 this is my favorite one so far on the project i don't have more Dope. to say about it except that you know if this came on what i got a live show i'd, I'd be like i'd i'd like hurt my throat screaming because i wasn't prepared for it <laughs> like i did last night at one point you know like <clears throat> you know like when you yeah. just screech by accident and you're like that would ha I'd, I'd turn up like it would be too hot all right let's move on to feeling it all right how do y'all feel about this one um, well, I'm feeling it. I'll just say that. Um, and the MCs are feeling this beat. And like, that's why they rapped to this. And that's why they were like, yo, this is a good beat. Like, keep playing it. Like, we're gonna like, you know, spit some freestyles. Um, and said G, like, I just find him always so like, obvious with like his verses that they're just like, so funny. And like I love it um he'll damage you with his mind and like just like the things that he's saying is like really cool um and just like dope spitting and the beat again a great beat great mixing great like scratching all of it is good um and they just sound like cool guys and uh, they're going to like out rap you and you know, like no matter what you know you do like they're just gonna keep like one upping you and like feeling it and it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be cool and it's also going to be like friendly like they're like trying to like obviously like be the best but like in a friendly kind of way like, they're not gonna like you know they're not gonna like shoot you or whatever like they haven't mentioned anything like that so it's just like you know they're gonna run you over with their lawnmower something a little more mainstream so um <laughs> so i like this one another fun one i give it a 4.35 on five i felt like um the, the the flow was different on this like it didn't have that same type of like boppiness it was more solid more like i guess something i'm kind of used to a little bit more it just sounded a little different compared to like the first couple of tracks we've been getting um but i mean it, it stands up it holds well i i thought it was cool I, yeah like i it, so far i'm like this is what it is if you like this you like this if you don't well then you don't um yeah, four on five. 
Um, yeah, I'm kind of at that point, too, where I feel like the novelty of this project is completely worn off, and this is what the album is. So, like, we snap back into more of the core sound, which makes sense, because uh, I don't think DJ Mo Love produced the last one, and then there's another one that he didn't produce that also feels different. So, like, it's cool that they had the breaks in there, but, like, again, is the, the skills there, the technique is enjoyable, the, the bars are, like, silly when I listen to them, and I, I enjoy it, right? It's almost like a more sanitized, humorous version of what other people are doing. And I, I it's like, like, slicing nerds with verbs is one of those bars, and I, that's kind of what they're doing. It's almost like we're not trying to be tough, per se, in the way that you might be trying to be tough. We're just the illest rhymers in the world. And let me show you how far the vast imagination of my mind can go. And that's pretty cool. That's kind of like the Lane K. Reno went down and all that. So, like, I really appreciate what they're doing. Um, the sound fits everything else. All the same compliments and whatnot. It felt more fillery to me. I had a lot of trouble getting into it. But 4.25, it's still well made. Like, I... I would have to be like in a party mood to really rock this or be in the right frame of mind to listen to this. Like this, this it's not that like it's a chore to listen to, but like if you're not in that vibe where you just want to shake your booty and go dance, it's like a whole different energy. But if you're in that mood, it's like the greatest shit you're ever going to hear because it really is shake your booty music. And I think they're killing it on that front. Um, anyway, let's move on to one minute less. Honestly, it's dope. The one minute flow, super cool. I like how, you know, he's keeping it tight. What I did like and what really still stands out is just pushing that wave of support for the other groups at the end when um, he's like shouting out all like the different rappers and like Public Enemy and African Bombada and all that. Like, that's really dope. And I don't hear that a lot nowadays. It's like, yeah, you get the people who like rep their click and they're always like, yo, this gang, this gang, whatever, whatever, not like gang, but like record label team, whatever, whatever. But like to see these guys like name dropping other people that may or may not be in the group per se or just other people they kind of fuck with in the city. That's really dope to me. That's like what we do, you know, and I think that that's like super, super cool that they're just like we really have passion for the music. We really love what we do. We're really trying to be like in a sense, like pioneers to this shit. So we have to put everybody on. We have to make sure you're aware of everyone else who's like, essentially who we consider great rappers. You know, if they're going to be out here being like, we're the elites, we're the best in this. And they're going to name drop some rappers. It's like kind of like a cosign in a sense. So that was super dope to me. Um, yeah, I gave it a 4.1 on five. Mm. Yeah. Um, so this one, they only have a minute left. And uh, so this is what they're going to do. They're going to like spit their bars and like, you know, keep it fresh, keep it cool. Um, so we've got, you know, said G and cool Keith. So one of my questions is, is there's four guys on the cover and I only can identify three guys. So I don't know who the fourth guy is or what his contribution is. Mm, I'll Google. Um, like, like I looked up who's in the group, but I'm like, I'm only like actually like hearing and aware of like you know like i'm aware of like who the dj is and like we're only hearing two voices on this album so i don't know what the part of like is it the producer like i don't know anyways um 
but yeah we have you know cool said g and cool keys and like they do like a quick little you know back and forth and um mo love on the beat and yeah this one was good another you know it was fine another 4.25 on five um i felt like it was kind of one of those coming quick do it i like the fact that there was a little gimmicky like we're like okay let's see what we can do we'll call it one minute left you know maybe they actually only had like one minute left on the studio at this time and so like you can almost picture this coming up super organically and then they just kind of finished the song after they did their little verse and i really appreciated that because i, I like the kind of like picturing the backstory sometimes i really like said g doing its thing um i find he's he's really cool like i know cool keith kind of feels like he's more shiny but said G kind of balances out and, and adds a whole other vibe to it. Um, other rappers maybe don't always get annihilated, but that's the vibe of this shit. I don't know. I was looking at the line quickly. Other rappers are annihilated. And I'm like, I always find it funny when rappers say that and then almost it never happens. Um, but like in general, it's another fun song. Cool, scratchy vibes. I like the 20, 30 second little outro uh, where he just kind of shined a bit. Four. Yeah. It's a four on five. It's all right. I like the shoutouts, the love giving. Anyway, ain't it good to you is the next one. Yeah, I really like the little like the way that the the scratch tables be used as an instrument to like complement the sound. It like feels like man's is like guitar soloing with his tables, and that feels really really cool. I often get yeah. that geeked on it, but that was super cool. Uh, how do y'all feel about this? Keep going. Me? Um, yeah. Might as well. They rhyme the way that they've been rhyming pretty much the whole project. Uh, this one was a little more quicker, upbeat or whatever. It's like a little faster, a little trickier. So it's like we can do it faster too, but we're not like at the super fast that we got later on. I felt what was really impressive about the speed up is how while they did speed it up, they also managed to maintain the ratio of pauses and the, the ratio of their like flow and math terms was like really beautifully transitioned whereas a lot of people when they approach a faster beat will just like not have the pauses anymore not be able to create the versatility so as far as fast flows go that was really cool to listen to um i don't know it's like another one of these songs on this project the production is on <laughs> par with the other ones it's like really good to listen to this one's a little more jump up and down than shake your booty though. So I kind of like that the speed of it is more my cup of tea. Like I would mosh to this and I like that. Um, I like a good rap song you can jump up and down to, but 4.4 on five. It's a little more enjoyable for me. Yeah. This one is definitely like, it has a, a faster beat. Um, and I think that that would also be like really like cool for like break dancing and obviously, you know, quick rapping. Um, I feel like Cool Keith sounds much like softer on this one. Like I just find like he's got such a weird and versatile voice. Like it always sounds a little bit different. Or I don't know. It's cool. Um, I like some of Said G's lines. Like Edgar Allan Poe could not write like this. Mysteries within a twist or with a twist. And I insist to uplift my metaphor, slice, dice, and write and make the brain sore. I like that he's like referencing Edgar Allan Poe. Like it just like, it's mm. like such, um, like, what is it like, like high, 
high thought versus like low thought or something like that. It's you know, like where it's tapping like, into the high arts and whatnot. Yeah, the high arts and like mixing it with like low arts. And I think that it's really cool that like they're able to do that. Um, I think it's, you know, just good lyrics, great rapping because it's quick and like, like, and I think it's just fun. Um, this is just more like spitting bars at each other and it's just like quick in and out, bing, bang, boom. It's good. Uh, so I gave it a 4.25 on five. Yeah. The, the only thing I had an issue with was they both, like both verses sounded lower than the chorus and like the first time around, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. But then like the second, third time around, I was like, this is just kind of noise to me. Like it was just a little bit of an annoying noise. Um, that, that was really it. Like the song's pretty solid. Everything else is cool. They do what they do. But I just felt like we get this little pocket of like high scratches, high DJ-ness and just da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then we go into the verses and it's like super low. And I'm just like, okay. what mm. is up with this energy change? Yo, it's the sound mixing of the back in the day. Because maybe that was lit. Like, think about the party, though, right? Like, maybe that's, like, right. lit on speakers that are taller than you. So, I, I agree with that. Um, but, I mean, I left this with a four on five. I, You pretty much, you all pretty much said it all. Yeah, that's the way this review is going to be probably for the rest of the review because there's not a lot more. I think we're getting of novelty in that regard, but it's okay because they going to keep it funky on the remix. Uh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I like how cool Keith looks at himself as his only competition. I thought that that was like kind of inspiring. Like He doesn't really give a fuck about anybody else. He's like, I know I'm good. I know that the only thing that's better than me is myself, and I'm always just going to improve on myself. So that's cool. Um, that's about it for me, really. Like, it follows suit with what we've been getting. The energy still consistent there. Um, you know, everything is just follow flows nicely. I gave it a four on five. And you, Bonnie? Um, I like this one. I thought it was um like the beat. The beat at the very beginning reminded me of a Moby song. So I wonder if they were both using the same sample and what that sample was from. Um, like if anybody knows like what I'm talking about, let me know. Um, this is definitely like more like fire rhymes. Like I definitely think that, you know, this one definitely sounds more like battley. Like they're both like just trying to like impress each other and like spit, you know, hard bars. Um, you know, so I think that that's really cool. And like cool Keith is like not having it. Uh, you know, he says this several times. I thought that was kind of funny. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just liked it. It's another good one. I gave it a 4.2 on five. I got to give him a lot of credit. There is a lot of quotables up in this shit. Like I might go mm. up to Chris moving forward and be like, yo, Chris, my rhymes are clippers. They cut your hair off, bitch. Because <clears throat> that shit's Ooh. fire. Like, it's so basic in the regards that it's, like, regular shit. And that's kind of impressive to me. Like, that's a, that's a cool bar to make hard because it's not, like, superflu superfluicity. It's like, yo, you know what it is? Like, you are long hair, and I'm going to cut you down to size. <laughs> Take that. I'm not having it. And that energy is really cool. Otherwise... We kind of in the same part of where we've been. It's fly beats. They be doing this shit. We're back on that cool party stuff. They like rapping. They doing their things. And I'm having a lot of trouble focusing on it. Um, it really isn't 
easy for me to like just get into like vibe into it i find it's very samey that's my biggest issue with a lot of this era is like i i like the topical stuff like i really like it when an album has subjects on it that like lets me sink into different things like i feel like i've already heard this song and i it makes me feel like on the next one i'm already gonna hear that song and i feel like that about most projects that like stick into the same thing and, and like groove into it even if the dude's dropping it today and it's some trendy shit it's why i don't like a lot of the newer albums from a review perspective because it's like what am i going to talk about they'd be doing the same thing on every song too and it's not like it's not innovative or cool and again i take it back to 1988 where i have to remind myself that like yo this is going to be the project and people are going to eat it up for like a year and this is all that they're going to you know like there's a lot of factors that change uh the context of this music's release for the time but man is it so hard for me to get into like rappers rapping about other rappers <laughs> for like fucking a whole album like it's just it's just like not my cup of tea like that um but in the way that they do it i just have to give a lot of props it's super out there and it flexes imagination and i'm left to think about k reno and it's almost like k reno heard this and took it to mm -hmm. a next level because he's a guy that's like so out there with his imagination only has some more topics added in so like i really appreciate how seminally impactful this is and how it really is an alternative to other things that were being produced at the time and that's really really cool um so I give it a 4.35 and let's move on to give this drummer some. That was funky though. I really like that. I think is that James Brown again? Is that like not a song by him or something or am I wrong? And I, I know like isn't there like an actual give the drummer song song? Uh I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm googling. Google. Uh, but yeah, what's up Chris? How do you feel about this one? same thing i felt throughout the whole project i mean i do like how he's giving the drummer of the the group some love we're getting paying we're paying some attention to them again showing them more like it's not just us it's about the team it's about everybody who's part of this to be able to bring you the entertainment and the music that you have so i thought that was super cool lyrics are the lyrics the flows are the flows like i it is what it is it's four on five okay um, well, there's obviously more drums on this one. Um, so I always like drums. So I like that. Um, uh, so cool. Keith was like the first to say, uh, switch up, change my pitch up, smack my bitch up like a pimp. And like, that's where the prodigy. Yeah. Is. I was like, change my right? pitch up, smack my bitch smack up. My bitch up. So like that was like taken from these guys. So that's cool. Super um, seminal. Super impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like when uh said G says, so step so step back, cause I'm gonna start to spray with this. Can a rape can of raid spray if you're a germ filthy like AIDS? I'll clean you up with heat, vapor, scrubbing, and scrubbing like a mistake on paper i'm rubbing so it definitely feels like very like 80s and like relevant and like with like the aids line filthy like aids like like that's quite insulting i would imagine um so like you know plus it was like you know like i said very relevant to like their lives back then when like aids was like 
this whole big thing. I imagine that at some point, like there's going to be like, you know, COVID bars. I'm sure there already is. Um, there like, are know, so like, many COVID bars. So relevant to like our lives today. And then in, you know, 40 years when people do the same classic quest shit, like they do, like we're, we're like we're doing, then they will see, you know, it'll be like relevant like that. So, um, I don't know. I just thought it was very cool. It seemed like it felt very 80s, like in, just in terms of like things that they were talking about and like stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is just everything that you could want out of like an 80s New York hip hop album. I don't know. I think it was fun. Um, I gave this song a 4.35 on 5. I liked it. I like drums. Dope. Um, yeah, there's too many COVID bars already. Um, it's the facts <laughs> of it. Anyway. Yeah. This is another one that's fun. It's another one with a great beat. It's a real good testament to it. Again, I can see how like back then this would have been like next level out the park ahead of its time stuff. And it's it's like like when you actually stop to listen to the shit, it's so fun. Like it makes me giggle sometimes, right? Like I smell a grape in the duck preserves and who deserves to write to be the king of the screen and shout whack poetry. What are you like it's just so like like Nowadays, nobody would do it like that. Like, we almost know better, and there were, like, no rules, so they would just say whatever fucking weird shit came out of their mouths. And I don't even know what... And maybe that all means something to you, and maybe you could do this crazy breakdown of it. But it sounds so silly, but I'm still getting smacked in my face. And I think I have to give them a lot of props. they're not saying that anything that's, like, particularly, like, cruel, or they're not, like, being particularly violent. Like, they're just, like, saying, like harsh words you know like but in the most like friendly way (laughs) like your grandma could bump this kind of way it's really Mm -hmm. interesting and and inventive and imaginative and like i've never seen bonnie quote so many fucking bars on a review in my life um so evidently it's it's hit no i mean like you'll be really feeling some of these bars from like like you be quoting bars like we be quoting rapper bars not so much concept shit you're like "Mm, that's so hard rapper bars i'm just gonna say that i'm not saying that that they're not i'm tired y'all i'm tired (laughs) but like the way we anyway you know what i'm trying to say okay i'm failing to say (laughs) um overall it's fun um uh, it's another 4.25 like the songs are at this point pretty indistinguishable to me they're just good hodgepodge of music where like i would throw this on with the right audience because yo this would probably slap i bet with the right audience at the right wedding you could just play this shit a to z and they would just turn up and boogie on down anyway let's break north what do y'all think about break yeah break north sorry um well, I like some of uh, Cool Keith's lines. Um, but I got a radio, small and yet portable, comfortable with the sound and audio, kicking hot hats, just ticking spicy lyrics and words finger licking good. I thought that was fun, um, just the way that he does it. And like, I don't know, I like the lyrics. They're fun, like, you know, like KFC, just delicious, enjoyable, you know. And he's talking about that he's got a portable radio, something that, you know, I just picture like, you know, it's the 80s. You're going to have this gigantic boom box. Um, so it just like, like puts you like into like that time and era and like in that space. And like, you know, he talks about being from the South Bronx. So it's like, it throws you like right there. Like, 
I don't know. It's just cool visuals, at least for me. Um, and like, you know, I just like the lyrics like overall and wraps up with like, um, with like a bunch of like contraceptives that so he doesn't get anything or maybe he just doesn't get anyone pregnant, which is interesting, but like realistic to hear because I feel like people don't really talk about that. Like he, I think he mentions that he wraps up with like four like condoms basically. And then like, he takes like all the contraceptives. Like it's just, I don't know, it's just funny. Um, I don't know. I like this one. I thought it was, you know, more of the same, but still good. So 4.35 on five. I felt like this song had more of an aggressive feel to it. Um, I feel like when they sampled the hook, it's like that. Y'all like, really telling people like, this is how you're supposed to rap. This is how you're supposed to be an elite rapper. Uh, kind of reinforcing that like idea of we are the best. And I thought it was super dope. Um, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. The lines are the lines and the bars are the bars and everything had a nice bop to it. It was another four on five. Yeah, and again, I think it's super interesting how strongly Bonnie's reacting to this and how not strongly Chris and I are, right? <laughs> like, I mean, to me, that's, like, super noteworthy because I know Bonnie like, doesn't... I like fun music, me, like, and you... I don't. don't. I mean, I sort of <laughs> like certain kinds of fun, but, like, I like wild fun. I'm not really into the silly, funny fun, you know? Like, I don't even really fuck that much with stand-up comedy like that anymore. Unless it's like super serious Dave Chappelle ranting with no jokes for 30 minutes. I fucks with that a little bit. Um, but like, so it's like, it's it, it, if I was ever in the mood for like silly Billy shit, it would be cool. But, and, and I think it's amazing that this exists, right? Because on the other hand, it's like, this is for so many people that might not want to listen to some of the stuff I want to listen to. I want some Sage Francis sociopolitics sometimes. Most people don't want to bump that. So like, it's kind of this this party vibe where like you could go there and in a sense it's even child friendly enough that like you could just have like everybody put this on and a whole bunch of things it's so accessible but it's still this doesn't have like the um like parental advisory but like maybe it was before it was before that that came a little bit later there's also like i just don't find that there's a lot of like it was two life crew i think in the early 90s you know like violent and like like there's nothing like horrendously like oh it's so like I don't even know if they like, swear. I feel like, to be honest, I don't I even guess. remember if they swear. I don't. There's no swearing in most of these bars. Yeah. it's just like a bunch of creative stuff. It's just a bunch yeah. of ideas. It feels a lot like the way stand-up comedy will slew a bunch of one-liner jokes together while kind of coherently pulling a thing off, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, and I and I like. I like how creative it is, but in contrast to even shit you hear today, it's like you don't really hear a lot of people trying to go hard, but using their imagination to make it like so out there where, again, I'm left to think of K Reno as being one of the best examples of that doing it right now today. So mm. it's it's interesting to me. But yeah, 4.25, it's, it's like if I don't have any strong feelings, then it's as good as all the other ones. Objectively, it's not better or worse than anything I've heard. But this late in the album, I'm like, yep, it's cool. It's all right. Let's move on to the next one. Critical Beatdown, yep. title track. How do y'all feel about this one? The title track, the big granddaddy of the album. It's good. Go, Chris. I do think that um, <laughs> this has way more energy in it. And I'm glad that at least the title track kind of gave me more life. 
Um, it sounds like throughout the project, though, they do like their their flows definitely change and get better in terms of just like me listening. I'm like, I like the way they flow on this a lot more. I like the way they're like a little bit more tighter, more kind of polished a little bit, uh, but still got that edge to it. Um, yeah, another four on five. I'm keeping it short and sweet. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that this one, you know, it's the title track. I think that there's um, good mixing, good scratching. Like, I definitely think that it's, you know, you know, high energy. They're bringing it, um, you know, and they are, they're basically saying that they're better than you and they're here to prove it. And like, you better like listen up because they're going to like beat you down and um you know girls love them and they're the best and just kind of like braggadocious and um you know it definitely feels like something that i think like you know everybody would enjoy like it's just like fun energetic music to like get you moving and like show off what they can do so i gave it a 4.5 on 5 i i have to give cool keith a hundred percent credit he spit the real as bar Play close attention. I take your brain to another dimension. Hold it, mold it, shape it. You got a knife? Yes, I want to scrape it. I don't know what that last part meant. But really and truly, this dude does fucking rap in a way that takes you to a new dimension. Even like back then, this feels weird compared to what everyone else is doing in a good way. Mm. Where it's really innovative and it's really fucking almost like the nerdiest shit ever. Okay, like I don't know how else to put it. It feels like Revenge of the Nerds raps, but like in a good way. Because like it, it just feels like a safe and hard experience, like what you've been describing. But like from an intellectual prowess point of view, it's like slapping you with their ability to outbrain you, and it's it's cool. And I really enjoy the flow. I mean, it's the literal same feedback I would give on every other track that I've given so far. Good pacing, good rhyming, the delivery is incredible. It's it's fun, but like. I'm not really that like it's still rappers rapping about rapping and whatnot so it's cool but and they do it well but it's like a lot of songs of this in a row and i know that that's what people did but like it's still a lot of it in a row and i know that but every time i say that there's always that person that's like yeah but some people love it am i cool and i'm glad that people do love it i'm not as loving it um 4.25 because objectively again this song individually is pretty hype but it doesn't really stand out. It doesn't really bring anything new to the table. And it's just another fun experience to just kind of shake your booty to and listen and vibe to, et cetera, et cetera. So Perfect. let's move on then to When I Burn. All right. What do you think about When I Burn? I think we have very good conversations and they have enlightened creative ideas and uh, everybody should burn to be creative. I think you meant the song though. <laughs> Um, <laughs> look at Chris being um, silly yeah no this one too I felt more like they were in the pocket they were like more like trying to be on beat and not really more open with what they do more like just in that pocket and it just sounded nice it sounded way more something that I would want to I think listen to more um, yeah four on five cool and you, Bonnie? Um, this one has like a super like high pitched sound, like a firecracker like shooting off, or like when you make a balloon like 
squeak by like letting like a little bit of air out of it. So I'm not really sure if that's an enjoyable sound, um, but it was still okay. Um, and it was, you know, unique to this song. Um, it, it did, like this song felt consistent with like the rest of the songs on this album. Um, but for me, like this one was a little bit less enjoyable to listen to just because of like that high pitch, like squeaking sound. So um, I give it a four on five. Awesome. When I burn, I like to be on Twitch, having a nice little stream, a little conversation and shit. Like, oh shit, look at. Anyway, um, I don't think that was funny. Uh, the song's basically <laughs> par for the course. It's it's like it's cool. I enjoy listening to it, but there's nothing noteworthy for me to mention at this point. It's just a night song. I know that the bars are are cool. The but it's again, it's not what they're saying. It's all about how they rap it. These guys' delivery yes. is next level. It's a delivery thing. And I don't want to take that away. I know it might feel like I'm being a bit dismissive, but like I don't think what they're saying is super substantial or amazing. I think the way they're saying it makes these songs fucking sound good in 2022. And that's really impressive. But it's again, like, you may as well have heard this song already on this project. Mm-hmm as far as any of the conceptual things. And that's what I do if y'all watch my reviews. I concept the fuck out, so they're not giving me a lot to work here with. Otherwise, it's super dope. Production's great. Everything's great. Same kind of shit we've been saying. 4.25 on 5. Let's move on to the last one. Said G, Delta Force 1. All right, how do y'all feel about the final track on the main project? Because we're not actually going to do the bonus tracks. Yeah. I like this. I thought uh, I thought the beat was cool. I thought it had a nice little different type of flavor to it. So I thought that was dope. Um, what I what I like and what took me forever to fucking realize on this project was I like how they go four lines of the same type of reference. So like there was the David and Goliath bar and then he goes like slingshot and then he says something else that like connects to David and Goliath and then like that era. Mm. And I like how they do that in like those sectors. Um, mm. I feel like a lot right now in music, you have like some people who do that, but then others, it's just kind of like one liners and it's like da 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 this metaphor and then this new metaphor and then this new thing. So I thought that was something that stood out and was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a, it's actually kind of a pretty solid song to end with, I think, because it has a, like a, a more softer tone overall, kind of like a wrapping up tone. Like let's let's ease you out of the project after you've gotten all these hard bars and these flows and these like crazy adventure that you've been on. So I thought that was also pretty cool too. Um, I gave this a four point one on five. Wow. Yeah. Um. This one has like a, a a slower beat, still like super like fun and scratchy and like cool mixing, but like just like a slower tempo or something in it um so for me like this and like the previous songs like the last two songs um on this album were less like it um i think like it wasn't just like such like high energy like like the last two like kind of like slowed down so it could be like kind of like what chris mentioned like you know just to kind of like ease us out of it but i'm like i would have just like to just have it fun and tight all the way um not that this one isn't fun it's just that it's like a bit slower it's like a denouement or whatever so um and this one is just like said g like just kind of like showing off doing his thing um and it's okay like i gave it a four on five this is my favorite song on the album it's the best beat to me 
It's so wavy, but it's cool. It's like, again, ahead of its time. I'm like, this is ill. And the way he rides the beat is so cool. It's got this calm, controlled demeanor to it. The bias is even kind of like dope, like Chris said. Like, it's got this more like, okay, okay, this is where shit be going vibe to it. Um, And it feels a bit less like in the party and more like some shit to actually sit down in your chair to and just kind of like head bop and vibe which is a little bit more like the range of music i want to listen to whereas you like the more uppity shake your booty stuff i mean i hear your shower playlist yes. it's very it's very dancey um but like <laughs> i think it's so cool because it's such a left field song like you're like what how did this appear like it caught me so off guard it got all my attention back um and i liked it the most um it's 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 just really enjoyable the different sounding and maybe that's part of it maybe it's because it's so different sounding after that saturation of the sameness for a while that it like extra increases my feelings because that shit is a true thing about albums and the song sequencing but yeah this is the most of something i would actually listen to today of of a lot of the 80s shit i've ever heard to be honest Mm. um so yeah i'm gonna give it a 4.5 on five super fun ending to this album for me holding fun um and so what do you think about the project as a whole um overall like i would say like you know the word that i use to describe um each song was fun so i think overall it is a very fun album it's like you know it there's great mixing great scratching you know enjoyable lyrics fun lyrics like it's just like uh you know like it's friendly competition like it's not like you know like angry or like grimy or anything like that it's just like fun fun music um so i gave it overall a 4.34 on five so it's 86.8 percent so i really like this i think this is definitely a classic um and I think that this is something that a lot of people can like pull pull from, and I think have pulled from, um, you know, obviously over the years. Um, and I think it's still like relevant and fun, and can offer people um, something fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same way about the project. I think that if you're really into this era and you're really into this type of vibe and the way that these guys flow, you're really gonna like this project um if you're not into this then you're just not going to enjoy it um i do really like um kind of seeing where a lot of rap started a lot of where my like my favorite rappers kind of have the certain flows and where they kind of studied certain shit so that's kind of really cool to go back and like really see the roots of that um finally got to hear cool keith and like actually facts finally get to do you're welcome i've never fucking done that in my entire life same um so at least you know there is something to take away there overall i'm i didn't have time to do the math i'm giving it a four on five because that one song that i gave it 3.5 it's like that's just me you also gave a couple that were 4.1 4.1 and 4.2 so you would actually be at approximately a four like you're basically at four there we go so i do think it holds up i do think there is a lot of eh? like I do think there is a lot of like, you know, some education and some learning on how to like structure bars and shit like that and kind of have fun with your raps in this. But uh, it, it's not my cup of tea. Like I'm. Mm. 
don't ask me in a week if I'm still bumping this because it's not going to happen. Bro, if I want to make a room full of 40-year-olds shake their ass, I'm throwing this shit on. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's a really good shake your ass album with some little lyrical miracles coming through back when it was cool to lyrical miracle because nobody lyrical miracle then it wasn't annoying. And I respect that. I think you can just clearly see the seminal impact of all the people that bit their shit over the years and how much influence it really did have. And there are quotables in this that other people have gone on to say. Um, there's a lot of interesting in this project from like a history perspective. And it's like you really should listen to it because I think seeing the people who innovated shit adds flavor to like like when you follow the big pun back to big daddy kane and you kind of see the evolution it just adds more weight to it because it shows this progression of history but boy oh boy this is not my favorite era i love the production but i don't ever really want to listen to it because i'm almost never in a place where it's the appropriate music for where i'm at so it's like if i'm ever at the right party though it's good to know this all exists so i can you know be cool in that moment but it's it's more like a, it's like I'm glad we reviewed it for the sake of the history more than I really would ever go back to bump it again myself and I appreciate it in its context in the greater role. It's like a four point two five. I mean, it's a seminal classic though. I don't care what my grade says. I don't want to take away from the actual classic value of a project like this when it came out and the impact that it had over time forever if you go yeah. to the youtube comments on these videos it's a bunch of people geeking like it's the hottest shit they ever heard so clearly it's a classic to a lot of people and i don't want to even touch that in a negative way because it did its thing when it did it and i and, and like i could just picture myself being like 10 or 11 then hearing this freaking the fuck out and so that's a really cool thing well that's all i gotta say about that thank y'all for watching this whoever's still with us on the live y'all are wonderful people Thank you all to the people watching us in the future on YouTube. Make sure to catch us on the twitch.tv slash behind that suit. Uh, Sundays, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the album reviews. That's when we be doing it. Be cool like the cool kids over here. Um, but y'all are wonderful tool. Like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. If you want to tell us what albums you want to see us review, patreon.com slash behind that suit. On that note, it's been super wonderful. Everybody appreciate everyone again. Again, out there watching and live long and prosper, everyone. Hi, guys. Bye.